Hi, I'm Anya Bondar and you're listening to Functional Tennis Podcast. Welcome to episode 149 of the Functional Tennis Podcast. Today I speak to current top 70 Hungarian WTA player Anna Bondar. Anna broke through the top 100 barrier last year, six years after turning pro, and tells us all about her journey and what it meant to her to break through the top 100 and continue on to her next goal of top 50. Before we start, a shout out to our podcast sponsor Slinger, who make the awesome portable ball machine, the Slinger Bag. Fill the slinger bag with your balls and tennis gear and head down to the local tennis club. You have no excuses not to play. To get more info on the slinger bag, check out slingerbag.com. Finally, our new sweet spot training tool, the Functional Tennis Saber, is now available to pre-order. Check it out at functionaltennis.com. All the information is over there. And if you have any questions, please let me know. Okay, here's Anna. Hi, Anna. Welcome to the Functional Tennis Podcast. How are you? Very good, thank you. I just arrived home from practice. <laughs> Great. And you were just in Madrid? Yeah, I just arrived home a couple of days ago. I knew it was my first time in Madrid. I enjoyed it a lot. I uh, passed through qualifying there and I lost in a close match against Kasakina in the first round. But it was a great first, first experience there. Great. I've, I've seen a few of your results and I think we posted your video maybe about a year ago. We posted one of your videos, but you've had a lot of firsts over the past couple of years uh, between Grand Slams, between a lot of very close matches and new experience. So really excited to find out about that. But maybe we can start by telling our listeners a bit about you and where in Hungary you're from and when you started playing tennis. Yeah, so I'm from Hungary. Uh, I currently live in Budapest. I'm not from this city. Uh, I started playing when I was four in a small town and my dad was my first coach. So he was coaching me from the age of four to 16. And uh, my mom was actually my fitness coach. So I'm kind of from a sporty family. And I have a sister. She also played tennis. So we were practicing all the time together. But she decided to go to the US to play college tennis. And then I decided to to go for the pro tournament. So when she moved to the US, that's when I moved from home. So I moved to Budapest because I had no one there to practice anymore. And since then, I'm training and I'm based here in Budapest. I've played a lot of junior tournaments, so it's been a long road to get here. I've, my best ranking when I was junior, it was 15. So I was pretty good, but I wasn't among the best. And then, yeah, it took me a couple of years till I made it to the pros and to the top 100. And tell me, your sister, was she older than you or younger? Uh, yes, she's older than me, one and a half years. And where did she go in the States? Uh, she went to South Carolina and she likes US so much, like she's basically living there now. So she moved to Miami and she's she's there, yeah. And is she still in tennis? Yes, so she finished, finished the university and she's kind of uh, giving lessons now and also trying to find uh, like a job, watch what she finished with the university. She, so she finished with finance and business. Uh, but yeah, she, basically she's giving lessons now. So she's into tennis still. <laughs> That's great. So how old were you when you moved to Budapest? I was 17. Yeah. Um, what, did you go to the, was there a national training center in Budapest? 
Uh, no, so first I went to a private club um, where we found a coach and there I was for one and a half years. And then after I moved to the National Tennis Center where I've been training since then. Yeah, so I moved uh, to this center in 2015 and I had a coach for four years and now my current coach I've been working with him for two years mostly two years now okay and so going back to Budapest how old were you when you made the transition from junior so you said you were top 15 junior and you went to seniors yeah so I I started I didn't play uh, in my last junior year, any junior tournament, so I started with the 10Ks Futures and I only played the European uh, Championship uh, Juniors under 18, which I actually just won. I didn't even plan to play it. Oh, wow. So it was uh, like I got to know two weeks before the tournament that I'm going to go. <laughs> so it was a nice ending actually for my junior career but I was uh, already more focused than the futures tournament yeah I kind of had some success in the 10 10ks and I just got injured one year later in 2016 uh, which took me uh, more than a year to get back from it so it's been a long one uh, I was playing a tournament in Hungary and I tore my ACL during a match. It wasn't completely broken, so it was only partially uh, broken. Then I went to see the doctor and uh, did all the MRI and what we needed. And then he wasn't sure if it was really bad or if was if I can go uh, through it with only rehab, if I make my quadriceps like really strong. So obviously I was trying to avoid the surgery, so it took me three, four months uh, till I felt okay and I was saying that I'm ready to go back to play some tournaments and I went to a 10k to Croatia which I was where I was feeling good in the first two matches but on the third match I had a bad movement and uh, the same motion happened when when I got injured so I said no I cannot do, the, do it like this anymore so I went back home and decided to have the surgery in um, November uh, 2016 and it took me nine months till I was playing my first tournament after. So it's been a very long one. But uh, since then, I'm fortunate that I'm, I'm not having any injuries, I can say. And I hope it's going to stay like this. So it's been a tough period, but I, I'm pretty sure it made me stronger. And it had a reason why it, I, it needed to happen like that. So um, I'm just taking the positives if i can say this uh, from that and did you ever have any doubts during those nine months let's say when the injury reoccurred in croatia after that were you like was there doubts in there to stop playing tennis or were you just always focused um i didn't want to stop like i always wanted to keep going of course i had some doubts because i i didn't know this injury before like i had no one around me that had it and i didn't know what it takes and uh yeah if if it was gonna be the same but since then actually i know a few players who who had the same so yeah i had some doubts in the beginning but the people were really supportive around me and they were just keeping me positive and uh, telling me that I will come back, I will be stronger. And yeah, actually, I, I believe this had to, had to happen for some reason. And do you think having an injury early in your career made you appreciate your body a lot more and do a lot more of the prehab stuff in other areas of your body? 
Yeah, since then we've been focusing on uh, rehab and prehab uh, a lot. Like um, we are, yeah, trying a lot of mobilization and stuff. That like tennis is like a one-sided sport, which yeah. is not very the very best for the body. So we are, uh, yeah, we are focusing on the, keeping the balance. And what do, what's your team look like today? Do you have a coach, fitness trainer? Do you work with a psychologist, nutritionist? Uh, yeah, I have a tennis coach uh, who I've been working uh, nearly two years now. I've been working with my fitness coach for more than six years now. So he's been with me all the way from my before my injury, during my injury and after my injury. Yeah, I have a psychologist. Uh, I started working with her not long ago, not very long ago. Like I can uh, a bit more than a year. At the National Tennis Center, we have a um, physio that I can, I can, she can help her, have me anytime. So, yeah, I have a small team. <laughs> yeah, and that's really important. But So you, let's say you went pro when you were 17. And how, how old are you now? 25? Uh, turning 25 soon, yes. <laughs> okay, soon 25. So let's say, it, how, did it take you six years to break top 100 roughly? Yeah, nearly six years. And yeah, I had this long injury included. But yeah, I think, yeah, for some players, it's going much faster. Some players, it's going slower. And yeah, I think I needed this time to get mature enough. And obviously, I would want it to reach and go like this if I could. But it wasn't meant to be for me, I guess. But uh, I've been very working very hard for years. And now that I'm seeing the results, it's just even sweeter. <laughs> and what for you from, let's say, being around, you're in the 300s, let's say that bracket for quite a long time. I did see your your futures, your ITFs. You got to, I think, roughly over 20 finals there. Yeah. Uh, there was quite a lot of final singles from what I saw. Uh, what was this, what's your secret or what's made the difference from getting from being 300s to top 100? Yeah, so I've been on the ITF tour for a really, very long time. And I was I was trying really hard to uh, make the uh, breakthrough, and yeah, I think my secret was that I was always believing in myself that I can make it. I had people around me who who were telling me already like years ago that my level belongs there, but I think I kind of realized when I just proved it to myself on bigger tournaments and I beat um, some top 100 players. So that's when I kind of really believe that I can I can make it. I think I'm, an, I'm a hard worker um, and yeah, so I can resist for a long time. I managed with the injuries, I didn't have injuries. So yeah, I was just doing, working and then yes, finally I could I could break it. And was there one magic moment you can relate to when it just clicked in your head and you went, this is it? Like a computer game, you reach the next level, you unlock something. Was there? Is there one moment that you remember clearly? I couldn't say one match, but yeah, I started last year. Uh, so I started 2021. I was ranked uh, to 175 and I finished the year as 90. So that was the the biggest jump of my career during one year. And especially the second half of last year went uh, pretty good. Yeah, I started to play like bigger tournaments, like 125s and 250s in the second half or during the summer. 
And yeah, I, I just remember when I had this first good results and yeah, like people will, were uh, telling me around me that there you go, you can make it and, and you are very close. It's, and I also felt it during the matches, it's just like little uh, differences. So yeah, I, I, I kind of got the confidence and uh, it went pretty good afterwards. Like I, I won an ATK in Germany and uh, played final in the next week also in an ATK. So my ranking was improving, so I was able to play bigger tournaments as well. I played a quarterfinal on a, a 250 event, and then uh, I think I was ranked around 130 when I went for the last push of the season to South America with the goal of making it to the Australian Open main draw like my first main draw on a, on a Grand Slam. And I remember uh, I was counting the points, like how many points do I need to, to reach the ranking. And I, I knew I have uh, three tournaments there for sure. And I was still uh, thinking about the fourth one. If I need it, I will play it. So I went to the first tournament in Buenos Aires, Argentina, 125. And I, I actually won it. So and that was a big jump and it was very close to my goal already. Uh, so I, I think I jumped to 100, 108. That was my first WSA title. Of course, it's 125, so not a 250. And I played the final exactly on the day, like five years later that I had my surgery. Oh, wow. So I just realized this actually on the day of the final and the, um, the ceremony. So I was very emotional. Uh, yeah, I felt very, I don't know, happy and emotional at the same time. So uh, it was very special and uh, it still gives me goosebumps if I think about it of, or if I rewatch the match point that I, I it, it took uh, like so many years to get here. But finally I made it. And then the next week I went to play a 60k uh, in Chile, uh, which I, of course I had the confidence. I was I was in a flow and I really wanted to make it. Uh, I won that tournament, so oh. two tournaments in a row. <laughs> and before the final, I was ranked on the live ranking. I was already 102 or like 104. And I knew before the final, if I win this match, I'm going to be top 100. <laughs> so I was telling to myself, don't think about it. It's just the same match it's just a final uh, like don't think about what it what it's gonna be if i win it or if i lose it of course i couldn't think of anything else than this so i was pretty tight during the match but i could uh, want it in two sets so i was just very relieved after and like happy and like i felt that the pressure was gone so and that was also a very special moment like that I was working since I was dreaming about this when I was a as, when I was a kid and it just came true and yeah it was it was so special that I I could do this in like two tournaments I went to South America and I won two two of this congratulations I I, <laughs> I can only imagine the the emotions you're going through and the stress and the pressure because yeah top hundred such a milestone for so many players and I've had some friends who've got stuck just outside of the top hundred and you know it's I wouldn't say it's regret but it was unfortunate they could never break the top hundred so I think for you to to get get through that must have been amazing 
This podcast is brought to you by ASICS Tennis. ASICS is a Japanese company founded in 1949 with the purpose of giving more people the opportunity to experience how sport and movement can have a positive impact on mental well-being. That purpose is also in their name. ASICS is an acronym which means Anime Sano Incorporate Sano, a Latin phrase meaning sound mind, sound body. Today, the brand is still dedicated to that founding belief of demonstrating the positive effects sport and movement can have on our mental well-being all over the the world. They just launched their most innovative tennis range ever, which includes the new Court FF3 Novak, the shoe designed from the ground up with the help of Novak Djokovic. Get your pair now at asics.com. And even this year, you've continued to improve. Like you're in the 60s now. So, have you changed anything once you went top 100? You've just kept everything the exact same. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I started this year uh, pretty good as well. Uh, already the first tournament in Australia went pretty good. I was, I uh, qualified on a 250 and I got my first top 50 win against Tiniakova in the first round and then lost against Potapova in a crazy three setter. So it kind of uh, gave me the sign and the confidence that I have the level to play uh, these players. And yeah, I was just, I, I just kept going. I played my game. I, I had more and more confidence. And then, yeah, of course, I had tough moments as well when I was playing the 1,000 tournaments and I lost in qualifying first rounds. I told myself I, I can only learn from this and get the experience. Of course, I just made it to the top 100. I need some more time to get used to this. Uh, but now that I'm playing uh, all these tournaments, I'm, I'm just getting used to this level. Like, nothing, nothing is easy. You don't get free points. You don't get so many chances during a match. So yeah, I think that that's the key that that I'm um, I've been winning matches lately. So that I'm focusing on taking the chances whenever I have one. Great, yeah, I have seen some of the draws. You've had some tough draws there, tough first round draws where you get some highly ranked opponents. But that's what it's going to be now, isn't it? Moving forward, where there's no e- now that there was easy matches, but now they're even harder. What's your goal? So to end. 2022 yeah so this uh, top 100 was a big milestone but if i already made it i was thinking um, i don't want to stop here like i'm happy that i made it but i still feel i have some things to improve and that i can reach further so for the next years for sure i want to stay like stable in the top 100 but i want to reach the top 50 by the end of this year I know it's going to be tough because I will have a lot of points to defend the second uh, half of next year, but I don't feel it's impossible. So I'm ready to fight. (laughs) Great. Great. And what advice actually do you have for other players out there who, you know, are on that tough journey? They started to play futures now and they could have six, seven, eight years of futures challengers ahead of them. What advice do you have for them? Yeah, it's a tough one. Uh, I mean, I believe that everyone has a unique and different journey. So uh, I cannot say that if it worked for me, it's going to work for them. But for sure, uh, they have to keep working hard and believe in themselves. Yeah, as I said, no one's career is the same path. So uh, there are going to be ups and downs, but you have to keep going and yeah, just believe in yourself. Great. And all, from all the tournaments you've played, and especially over the past 18 months, what has been your favorite venue so far? Oh, it's a tough one. Uh, so yeah, th- this year was many of the, f- like the first 
that I played so many tournaments that I have never been before. Uh, it's tough to just pick one because... Sorry, maybe a better question is, which one are you looking forward to going back to next year? Uh, India was definitely. I liked it so much. I have good memories from Madrid and I liked the atmosphere and I think the court and like, yeah, the environment was working well for me. Uh, I'm looking very forward for my first French Open because I only played it as a junior. I was uh, first out from qualifying in 2019. So it was a tough one. I was there, I was sitting, I was waiting if someone's going to pull out, but it didn't happen. So I'm very looking forward to this one. And yeah i love australia so i'm always happy to go back there so it's tough to just pick one or two and tell me who's your goat it's the big debate who's your favorite tennis player of all time roger federer okay yeah and have you met him yes yeah i didn't speak to him because i was too shy but uh, yeah he's the goat for me Great. Uh, that's good. And tell me, for those who are listening, uh, we're on video here and this will be on YouTube also. There's some trophies and behind you and a load of the credentials. Which one means the most to you there? Oh, uh, I mean, for sure, the Grand Slams are favorite ones, but maybe the Buenos Aires one, which was my first WTA title. And I think I, yes, I have the trophy. Show here. us. Is, this one is special. Uh, actually, I was getting a, a trophy with the mate, you know, the Argentinian thing, but I t- couldn't take it home, which they always drink this tea thing. Oh, the mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The mate. So I got that one, but I couldn't take it home. So I just got this plate, this one. Okay. And they wouldn't let you, you, can't, it's, you had to leave no. it in. Oh, no. I, I had it for an hour, but I had to give it back. <laughs> I was hoping to get like at least a small of that one, but I didn't. <laughs> I'm sure there's going to be many more, many more. You're going to need a bigger trophy cabinet soon. <laughs> so the plan is we leave with this just French Open coming up soon. Are you playing qualies in Rome? Uh, I'm not actually going to Rome. I'm going to uh, play 125 in Karlsruhe in Germany. And then depending how I do there, if I play one more tournament before the French Open, the 250 in Rabat, Morocco, or I just practice a few days and I go straight to to French Open. So get the confidence high, win matches and crush it. Yes, that's the goal. I've been to Castro last year, actually, and I, I did it. I did pretty good there. So I hope it was gonna something similar <laughs> and is that a big difference when you go back to a tournament where you've been there before you've done well you may have won it and you just feel at ease at it and your game is just better uh yeah i like to go back to places where i i did good so yeah i i know this club actually because i've been playing in the german Bundesliga there I, I that was my team for years so they were very welcoming there and i'm always looking forward to go back to places where i have nice memories from you still playing a bit of german bundesliga yeah actually i'm going yeah uh, to play a few matches when i have time between the tournaments but of course the tournaments are the priorities and what team are you, are you still playing for the same team or a new team no, I have a new team for this year. Who is it? I can. Okay, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, it's close to the Belgian border. <laughs> okay, nice. Okay, well, look, Anna, thank you very much. I wish you all the best of luck in breaking the top 50 this year. 
appreciate you jumping on here and hope the rest of your training back home goes well. Thank you very much for having me. Hope you enjoyed that episode with Anna. I look forward to following her career and seeing her smash into the top 50. Until next week, goodbye. Goodbye.